What's happening in? Welcome back to another episode of Mother Loving Sessions. I am your host, Tuki, and alongside me, I have my brother. The one and only Herbs, the highest voice on the airwaves. And we are back with a different type of segment this time. We, in the midst of all of the craziness that is going on in covid um, we've had to change our lifestyle completely. And one of the biggest changes that we had was school for the kids and all of the memes and all of the Facebook statuses have displayed how both parents and teachers have been affected and how they feel about the new virtual learning that we have been putting our kids and our teachers and our parents through. I can't relate because, you know, K-squared is still on the smaller end of the scale. And And I also can't relate because I don't have any kids. Period. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. But today, we do have a very special guest with us. My longtime friend, but also an educator a scholar, a caregiver, a mother, a hard working woman. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> and all of the above. So okay, I'll take we'll let her I'll take all of that. <laughs> I'll take all of that. Um I am Anique. I am a educator of nine years. Um I um am certified pre-K to fifth grade. I have um my bachelor's degree from Clark Lane University, the best university hey. in the entire world. Um, I also have a master's degree in early childhood education, and I am blazing trails in this virtual world in the year of our Lord 2020. It's <laughs> the Lord's year. That's what we're gonna call that's, this one. I mean, but that's that's what that's the history why we're here. Said. That's what that's what the history book said. If you go back and look at some of the history books, they kind of calculate that. So. Listen. We here. We here. He the only reason I'm here. Only reason. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> we done made it nine months in this thing, man. Right. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Keep getting surprises, new surprises every month, every day. At this every point. day. But with the virtual learning transition, that is, I'm sure, an everyday surprise <laughs> when dealing with the kids. Correct. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. Um, It's a roller coaster. But... <laughs> so- so what grade are you teaching now? I currently teach second grade. Um, so that is how old? Second grade is like, they're like seven, going to be mm. eight. They're so usually that, like seven, end up being eight by the end of the school year. So that's that age where they, they talk back a little bit. Mm. Oh, God, I'm not ready. <laughs> it depends on the child, you know? Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, um, gotcha. Now, I was about to say, does it It depend on on the child or does it depend on the teacher? It depends on the child, the parent, the teacher, the environment, the community, and the culture and climate of the school. All of said things. Gotcha. Okay. Understandable. So (laughs) so that's, in layman's terms, it takes a village. Yeah, absolutely. Understandable. You know, people and and environments put up with what they allow. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, but um, it's really, it really is different like as far as virtual anyway because I don't you kind of take some of that social aspect out of it 
so there's there there isn't like you know the playground there isn't a lot of like um downtown downtown sorry downtime like social aspect of like i in the virtual world i really don't see a time where i would hear somebody you know talk back or bigger because like mm-hmm. we're in zoom we're in right like, you see what i'm saying so right, like right. it's really like that that dynamic is a little foreign a little bit honestly so what would be the day or the what is the preparation like for a zoom call like preparing that class and things of that nature because normally you know when you get first get in class you sit down take the role and do that so with is that process still like how does that process work now yeah i mean we still have to take attendance but um long story short every county kind of has a different outlook and and a take on what virtual learning looks like for the students in their district so there are things called um just standards of service as far as like how how long you know each grade band should go on so obviously like the younger kids they're not on as long then you know older kids may be on all day um younger kids are probably on like three to four hours a day as far as like face-to-face type of things but in other counties they're on like you know in 45 minute stints you know so every county has different expectations. For me and my class personally, we're on for a, a longer stint of time to pretty much so that we can mimic a real class, you know, instructional day to a certain extent. Obviously, none of that is an eight-hour school day. You see what I'm saying? But to a certain extent, it's longer blocks of time so that they can get like real instruction. But as far as like the teacher side of that, it's so much more preparation that goes into virtual learning than it is when we are face-to-face as far as like you know visual presentations digital work finding stuff you know for them to do digitally like in class Mm -hmm. so it's like that research piece as far as you know and then the lesson planning on top of that and then i mean juggling families and homes and right you know yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the day to day is 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 much different than the regular than a regular school day. In the preparation on the teacher side, it's a lot more, but it's it's different. But I mean, me personally, I like it. Uh, right. I like being able to balance, like you know, being home and being able to you know cut my computer off and go outside of my office space and like see my child. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about you know sitting in Atlanta traffic going to pick him up. Right, um, right. You know, I feel I feel like it's pros and cons, but as far as like just in and out day to day, as far as what my day looks like, it's a lot of planning. Um, it's a lot of time having to carve out planning. It's a lot of time, even like I know a lot of teachers. Regardless, we all we never have enough time, no matter yeah, virtual or not. We never it's never enough time in the day for us to plan for what we have to do. You see what I'm saying? So it's still times where, you know. I'm working or like doing things outside of school hours, but it's a lot of, it's a lot more time carved out to plan, but it's a lot more planning that goes into it. And um, it's just different. Like now that we're kind of in the middle of it, like it's, it's cool to find a groove, you know, and like the kids have learned all the interfaces. Cause uh, honestly, at the beginning of all of this, you have to, the teachers have to learn, you know, it's just uncharted waters. Like we have to learn all of these new things. We have to learn, we have to master Zoom ourselves to be able to teach your child how to do Zoom. Right. So like the first couple of weeks of school was, you know, hey, Johnny, this is the mute button. 
<laughs> like press oh, that right yeah you know what i'm saying so now that we're in a group like it's moving i feel like you know a lot more families and parents are a little more comfortable but i know that overall this is not where everybody wants to be right so but as far as just the day-to-day it's it's different i mean the the only similarities honestly jt are like um I still have to take attendance. Um, the mm-hmm. content, you know what I'm saying? I'm, t- I'm, I'm teaching the, the standards, you know what I'm saying? But like, as far as the delivery, as far as the engagement, because it's a lot of screen time, you know, like you, how do you feel sitting on a meeting with just adults, you know, right. for more than 30 minutes? Right, and I can't imagine, like, I know you say you teach second grade, right? Like mm-hmm. kindergarten, trying yeah. to have them sit in front of a computer, like that's where that's where it has to be creative like and I feel like all of the teachers that I know personally and deep down in my heart I don't think I know any teacher that's not trying to find like the most engaging way to get some kids up or to get you know what I'm saying because Mm -hmm. I don't I don't want to sit on a meeting past 30 minutes where I'm just sitting there you see what I'm saying so like it's gotta be engaging and that that piece is like it's hard sometimes because some content just you it's easier for a teacher who's been doing this for so long to engage and know how to engage a kid face to face but on the computer and they like to a certain extent you sit behind a screen but it's like to keep constantly be engaged and to constantly be able to give you know brain breaks time to like breathe and get up or move or things like you have to constantly do those things so that you can keep the kids ready to come back like that screen time stuff is a beast like people you know people get headaches from sitting behind Mm -hmm. like it's a beast but it just it just takes creativity it really does strength of having to take a break and then having them come back to the computer you have to recapture them like you right have them come back from like now you know like after recess when we was kids when we were no coming back and we back into groove what yeah that's true but um, that is true I'm not gonna lie. I think um, I think that a lot of counties have put a lot of work into what a schedule should look like mm-hmm. for these kids too, though. So I think that the shortest stints, in general, the shortest stints of time, plus the teacher working in breaks and things, that it makes them be able to like chunk information, be able to come back and focus. So I really haven't personally experienced like such a burnout to where they're doing one thing and don't want to come back and like you know real back in I think you know by the time they're by the time their focus is drawn off we almost done baby we about to log on <laughs> so I've reached out to different people or I asked on our different social media outlets how virtual learning had been going for them and just got some feedback on their experiences from both parents and teachers. One, uh, well, of course, this was, I know you said that things are getting a little better now, but I know initially it was, a lot of parents were complaining about not being able to get into contact with teachers when it came to needing help with um their children's work because I think what it is well for one I should say that I get that parents have not been in school for a while so I know that 
a lot of it is frustrating because a lot of stuff is not that they don't know the concept itself but they don't know it you know like it's stuff that they may not know so i get that that part is frustration frustrating but at the same time i feel like a lot of parents are used to having the ability to send their kid to school and let their parents deal with it. I mean, let the teachers deal with them for eight hours of the day. And so now I think this is bringing us back to learning at home. And it's not an easy transition for both parents and teachers. With that being said, is there any advice or any guidance that you can provide for communication between parents and teachers? Yeah, so um, I have a few things to say about that piece. So first of all, a lot of a lot of the angst I feel is behind just the unknown on what is my role now. So like as a parent, you can say, okay, well, I have my child here with me or I have to go to work. So my child has to be, you know, here with someone else, X, Y, Z. But no matter how you communicated before this virtual world, it's it's totally different now. Like we have to communicate more than ever. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So like as far as you could have dropped your child off in my class for eight hours and I mean I'm the I'm the the teacher that's gonna communicate, overly communicate with you and build a relationship with you in general. So it's really on the teachers and the parents to make sure that there's a relationship in general so that you can know the expectations. You see what I'm saying? So like I think that once a clear expectation as far as like what is what teacher what would you like my role as a parent to be and parent what do I need from you teacher you know to help this work so I think for parents out there if you right now are uncomfortable with the communication or uncomfortable with the content that you're trying to like you know help your child with that starts with the conversation with the teacher because I'm I'm going to be honest. Like, as a teacher, some of the stuff that I teach now, I know I didn't even learn it like that in second grade. Right? I didn't. Right. You see what I'm saying? I didn't learn certain concepts in which you know we're able to teach. Do I understand why I teach math a little different now? Yes, but I have two degrees. That's you know with the with the conceptual piece behind it to tell me this is why I should teach it that way. You see what I'm saying? Right. So um, I really think it's about communication. It's a communication piece that um, we probably never had to have before, but it's really crucial. So like if you're a parent that needs that support, I would not hesitate to reach out to a teacher. I know every teacher is not Miss McMillan. You know what I'm saying? And people's communication styles are different. And But I really think that once a relationship is forged with the teacher, you will you will see that your role, to me, a parent's role is a support piece. Like I don't I don't expect my parent to be sitting next to my to be sitting next to the student every day. The entire time. I really don't. Right. I don't I don't want you to be sitting next to your child. Um I don't mind you, but I just don't think that that should, I, to me, that's not a parent's role to be sitting there and saying, you know, Tuki, right here, two plus two is this. And because 
because again, you as a parent don't necessarily, you can reinforce, but I don't, I don't necessarily need you in class with me to do that. Right. It takes away some like of the independence of going to school. It takes away the independence piece. And I think that a lot of parents feel like virtual learning is you need to be right here next to your child. And that's not, that's not necessarily true. You see what I'm saying? You can so be. So they don't get like distracted and like not doing their work. I just imagine kids just there. Like, I don't know. I've, I, I mean, haven't... people are in their house. Right. And, and we can we can go off on a tangent piece about all of the things <laughs> could write a book okay? <laughs> on, the, on, on the stuff you know on all the things that i have seen myself <laughs> and have heard that others have seen okay <laughs> but as far as to me the role as a parent we just we just as teachers need the support and i feel like the the parents need to communicate with the teachers to know that right because at this point this is not this is not traditional school you see what I'm saying? I don't expect you to, I don't expect you to teach your child. I expect you to try to reinforce what I'm saying. If you don't understand what I'm saying, then we need to have a conversation so I can say, hey, Tuki, this is how we solving these problems this week. Mm-hmm. And I really honestly think that if anybody comes to a teacher and says, I don't understand how to do this with my child, I'm sitting here, you know, trying to like, I hear that y'all are doing addition this way. I'm trying to help him and I don't get it. And the teacher is either going to say, okay, well, I can teach you how to do it so you can help. The teacher might say, well, let let your child log on at two o'clock so I can help, you know, go through some extra stuff. I don't, I don't see if anybody has a relationship with a teacher or a teacher has a relationship with a parent, I do not think that the academic side of the support is an issue. Do you have a lot of parents that reach out for help? Do I have a lot of parents that reach out for help as far as like who like academically wise? I mean, no, not necessarily. Like, do you have a lot of parents that are trying that contact you? Oh, yeah. I always have good relationships with parents. I mean, you're going to have for a myriad of reasons, you're going to have parents that don't like to communicate, that don't have the means to communicate, that don't, you know what I'm saying? But I think, um, going back to like relationship building, I, I build, and teachers, you know, notice from the beginning of the school, you're like, you build a good relationship with parents, like, they're going to communicate, and sometimes you have to communicate how they communicate, and right, that makes it all the, all the better, um, I don't think I, I communicate with all my, all my parents, if, if they have the means to do it, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, you have different personalities and circumstances where, some communication styles are a little different, but that, you know, that's when professionalism kicks in. Understandable. <laughs> but um, overall, with the, frustra- with the frustration with the, with the content piece, mm-hmm. I just think that's just, you just need to, I would encourage that parent. <laughs> there you go. To, to talk to their child's teacher. <laughs> And if that parent it cannot get through to the teacher, tell them to call me and I'll help them. There you go. Let's go. Each one, teach one. For a fee. No, <laughs> For a small fee. <laughs> so my girl, listen, my girl got to retire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got to retire soon. So another um, aspect that was brought up regarding virtual learning and what they don't like about it is that school is an outlet 
for different circumstances, as you know, you were saying for, you know, home situations that may not be the best, people getting their meals at school, at least that's guaranteed at least two meals a day. Um, how do you feel about that? What do you have to say about that? Um, honestly, I, I feel like overall it's, um, it's sad because I have always worked in um, under, underprivileged areas. So I know, like, I've seen firsthand, like, the stuff that kids have gone through, the things that families go through to, like, struggle to just get by day to day. And now you're sitting here having to juggle schoolwork. I mean, some of these parents, they, they didn't shelter in place. You see what I'm saying? They've been essential workers. Been, been. You know what I'm saying? They they were always at work you know what I'm saying or even down to like people whose parents are in the medical field and all of that so it's a it's a struggle and a juggle but when it comes to the services that these kids need unfortunately I feel like some counties and schools don't take it as seriously as others I'm I am fortunate enough to be in a county in a school that takes it quite seriously so um I think that in general the public schools my opinion of like you know lunches and things like that I feel like they've made it as accessible as possible Mm um I think that um a lot during this time a lot of nonprofits, a lot a lot of community um based organizations have done a lot to give food to make sure that like parents are making these these ends meet because parents poor or not count on some of these kids to get out my refrigerator <laughs> breakfast yeah. and for lunch whether I'm paying for it or not, not I need to get up out my grocery out my groceries okay. for breakfast I and for imagine. lunch and probably for an afternoon snack or that uh, after-school d- dinner meal. <laughs> I'm being honest. You see they, what I'm saying? They eat all day when they at home. It's just yeah. they know it's right. food in there, so right. they keep right. going. And uh, you know how you were during the summer. What? I you know your mom everything. was sick Everything. Yeah. So, like. The grocery uh, store is, is gone before we even get to the house. Yeah, right. This is right. a, right. a six-month grocery bill we're dealing with at this point. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we've been home since March. So. That piece, I feel like, um, do I think that in certain situations, schools and and counties could do more? Possibly, I feel like um, if you, from what I know, if you're on free and reduced lunch, that you're guaranteed your meals, that they're trying to make it as accessible as possible from what I know. But on the other end of that, food is definitely not the only issue that's you know, being faced by children in their homes. Um, I mean, we could just go down the list of social and emotional yeah. things that are happening. I, I'm sure I, that, like parents are stressed out with yes. the virtual learning. And I'm mm-hmm. sure they just taking their frustrations out on everybody just taking out on each other. I can, right. I was about to say, even the kids get stressed out now. Like, yeah. No, yeah. Just, and um, once... Um, one fortunate thing that I know that my county has really honed in on, and I think other counties are kind of pulling up the same, is a lot of social emotional learning. Mm. So we definitely carve out time, even before pre-pandemic, we carve out time for, you know, 
circling up and having meetings and being able to like talk about emotions when you're feeling this way this is what you do you know like those type of scenario things so now that we're virtual we're carving out like even more time Mm -hmm. for that on top of the fact that there's a lot of things that they would call wraparound services so a lot of counseling services that happen in school are still continuing even though they're virtual Mm, okay so so i feel like things that were in place in schools like counselors um extra counseling services that schools may have provided social emotional learning that was happening pre-pandemic are still mm-hmm. happening now it might look a little different but it's still happening kids are still getting services to kids like things are still being offered to families you know social workers are in like man they're like superheroes <laughs> like mm-hmm. social workers are like absolutely doing everything that they can you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but um you know unfortunately like a school building is an outlet like you know this classroom can be a place that i know that i'm gonna be safe for eight hours and then just just being social like you just got some kids that are just social they live for the social just interaction and being in school and being around people because like people, music, and scenery, they are all affect. They are all mood affectors. That's how I look at it. Like people, yeah. scenery, and music, they all affect your mood because you can be having a piss poor day, and you can get around one person that always change give you that energy mood. and that change your mm-hmm. whole mood. Or one if, whole. if it up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, stay on the positive light, okay? <laughs> we'll stay on the positive light, but right. most definitely. Yeah, I mean. I, I mean, I miss talking with my coworkers. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I miss standing in the hallway and being like, "Child, listen, I, we need to go." Like, <laughs> you know, it's 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 easy to um, take for granted like the social pieces that you have at work, the social pieces that kids get, even with interacting with adults and other kids. Like it's it's really easy to take that for granted. And now, like, a lot of people, you like, you're right, like, some people are, like, you know, some people need a hug from a stranger. Some people mm-hmm. need to be able to do, you know, have conversations. Some people, these kids need to be on the playground having these social skills. Like, they've, they've been out on a whole year of social skills. Like, that's, that is critical. Definitely. Like, you definitely but, gotta know how to interact with people. Like. Yeah, but, I mean, you you can do what you can. I don't, I don't, I don't have... In a pandemic, in the way I live my life in a pandemic, I don't have I don't have any um, solutions for socializing. Keep your dis- distance, distance, <laughs> and put your mask on. <laughs> Period. So, right. do you? I, I see that a lot of counties and a lot of schools are returning. Are you ready? Because I mean. I guess eventually each school is going to go back. I had one parent said that she felt like we should just close school for the year. Um, am I ready? Me personally. Um, I'm going to say no, but I need a job. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just, at that point, it's a job that you have to decide that. You know what I mean? Like my safety or... My, my yeah and i'm and i'm gonna be real i'm all three of us sitting right here we're millennials okay you ain't gotta tell us nothing about leaving no job okay all right 
but I mean, I for to a certain extent, I need to hear the plan. You see what I'm saying? My mm-hmm. my county's not there yet, mm-hmm. so I need to hear the plan. I need to know what I'm going back to. I need to know what you put in place to for me to be able to do that. But I mean, I have to feed my family, and I know and I know that I am like so many other people, teachers or not, that are like you know can I be in this environment and still come home and keep my family safe? Exactly. See what I'm saying? saying. That's that's a a tough decision to make. It's a tough decision to make, but then it's like, you know, I ain't gonna lie, the educator and me, I'm sitting there some days on virtual and being like, it's time to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Because... This is a mess. You know, I I just, I don't, it's some days where you just don't feel as effective as you, as you could be, you know what I'm saying? And virtual is so different. I hear so many people saying like, you know, this isn't real school. This isn't, and I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's not real school, but it's not what we used to. Yeah, it's not traditional. It's not, it's not traditional. You have to, you have to teach at a different pace. You know what I'm saying? Behind the screen, you're learning at a different pace. I can't see, you know, what you're doing every second of the moment on your paper or on the screen. You see what I'm saying? It's a right, lot right, right, right. of stuff that, like, that slows down the pace of how you do things to where you want you want to really be back in school. Like, we really want to be back. It's, I know for a fact it's kindergartners, first graders whose parents are like, my child need to learn how to read. My child, you know what I'm saying? We need to be learning how to write. It's really hard to do that virtually. Are we doing it? Yes. Is it probably going at the same pace as it would if we were in school for eight hours. No, you no. see what I'm saying? But I just feel like everybody needs to have a lens of being able to balance health, your personal health, the health of others, and wanting to give quality education. And I just feel like um Does that those all of those wanting all of those in one is that like some unicorn type shit like is that possible in my personal opinion <laughs> in a pandemic that's hard to do i'm sure i yeah. i spoke with Let's, i one. mean y'all know how many germs are in a school i know that's why that's where kids get sick that's where they they all kids get sick and then bring it home to the house i was about to say guess what one thing you do know sick kids make sick adults yeah the chicken pox all that they come from school you bring it at home so like what are they supposed to do i know i spoke to one like preschool um teacher and when i asked her you know i'm sure it's hard for you all to teach the kids because of you all trying to practice all the social distancing and she's like well there's really nothing that we can do that's crazy they here you know what i mean like how you tell a a, a one and a half year old two year old not to eat this this toy off the floor you know what i mean or, or to stay to, six feet not even not even just eat it but just you can't touch that right now yeah i gotta wipe that off for you to touch that you can't sit right there or y'all gotta stand right here and don't touch nothing and they're not gonna wear no mask all day like you know what i mean it's it's just a it's a trying time because i'm fortunate that you know my one and a half year old son is in the confines of my home and people don't have that luxury Mm mm-hmm you see what I'm saying? They don't have that luxury to do that. Like being able to be home to certain people with certain ideals about this pandemic is a luxury. Man, I'm telling you. You see what I'm saying? And some you people don't have choices but to send their kids to daycare 
you know, people wish in, in certain counties they do have a choice, but some people wish they had a choice to send their child back. But it's like, you know, it's employees, it's all these things that, that make it up. And my, again, my county is not there yet. I know that, you know, my health and the health of my family is at the forefront of my mind. I also need to, you know, feed my family. So that's there, but I, I'm, I think at this point, we've seen enough examples of schools where going back full, full blown did didn't work. Like did not work. So I'm confident in the fact that everybody, no, no county at this point is going to look at the numbers in our state and in our city and in our counties and say, everybody going back. I don't know. I don't so, know. Putting governor. You're right, but <laughs> he can't make choices for a school district. Look. Thank goodness. He can't make, you know, school districts and school boards have their own That's good. governance. That's good. So I'm I'm hopeful that there will be no county at this moment that they have learned from some of these counties that decided that they weren't gonna do their virtual situation mm-hmm. and you know in the back. We still got people on the 14 quarantines and classes right now. So I'm hopeful that like this time being virtual has allowed, you know, a lot of decision makers to make, to make some decisions on, cause we, at the end of the day, this is not forever. So regardless, when, regardless of when and where I hope that they're coming up with, and I know that they are coming up with plans on how to do it safely and if the plan worked for me personally, if the plan looks like it's going to work out for me, I'm there. If the plan looks a little iffy for me and my family, I have a decision to make. And that's just, Absolutely. that's, you know, just, that's just a human thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. most definitely, like, you just got to make some decisions. Look, our, the twins are definitely visiting their Nana in Maryland right now, but shoot, they're going to be back and we're going to be back at, all right. Oh. <laughs> Let me call a TT <laughs> or something like that. Cause honestly, I can't, I can't imagine sending them to daycare right now. And I hate that because they they are so bright and need to be learning. And I know that they will learn more. I had, um, I had the same sentiments. Like I feel, um, I feel like when I first had MJ, like I was really. Mm, set on like I'm probably not gonna send him to school till he's like three you know what I'm saying like if I have the means to send him with family or send him to like a home setting even if it's like an at-home daycare I'm gonna do that and then like throughout his first year I was kind of like you know what your little butt might be ready for school mm-hmm. and you're gonna go there in the fall and then 2020 reared its head and then I was like skirt no we're gonna have to find we're gonna have to find other alternative ways because I really was like maybe in January dead set on like I want him to be in a school setting in the fall he'll be one and a half you know what I'm saying like I want him to be in kind of a school setting to just see you know some socialization and that type of situation I was I think it'll be you know, I think that's his speed. You know, you got to know your kids. Like, I feel like that's his speed. He might need to be Right. In March hit, and I was like... They, they baby, you know your baby. Yeah. Right. March, I was like, mm-mm. And I was fortunate enough to be able to make that decision, so I'm cool with that. But... um, It's not the case for everybody. It's not the case for everybody. It's not the case for... It's just not the case for everybody. 
even when like with the returning situation parents have decisions to make parents have the same situations as us like yeah. I, do i send my kid to come to get COVID from their teacher or <laughs> you know what i'm saying like from another and, student and yeah or, um, yeah anybody then you have other parents that are like okay i gotta go to work mm-hmm. so and and one thing that i can say is is that the the consensus that i hear from everybody is every county and no matter how they go back are giving parents the option so if they say we're going back you still got the option to keep your child at home. oh you do and okay. yeah that's that's the consensus that i've heard okay. from almost okay. like everybody so if you're a parent and you and you say like your my school's going back but not so much my child there's still going to be virtual programming out there for them to... Okay. For well, them that's to, good. Yeah, that's they not forcing. Shoot, mm-hmm. can I virtual work? Do I get that option? Like, um, I mean, you'd be just as efficient as a virtual teacher, I'm sure, in the classroom, in front of the class. Yeah, I think that I think that's county by county as far as... And it's like, it's federal laws behind, like, not being comfortable returning to work. Um, I'm no HR specialist, but uh, <laughs> I read a couple blurbs they send in my email. But uh, there's... there. I mean, as teachers, there are, there are options. It's not like I... I don't... The first option as far as what I have open to me is not quitting. Let me say that. So as a teacher, and because we're in a pandemic, there are protections as far as, like, on the county giving you options on being able to work virtually if you if they have it um i know obviously it's going to be like you know different reasons and why you may need to work from home but i have heard and seen that certain counties will be able to let you work virtually if they have that option but there's also just again i'm no hr specialist but there are protections behind like reasons why you you personally going back is not going to work and you being able to like you know have protections behind your certificate have protections behind you know leaving your job or you know taking the extended leave from mm-hmm. like what's going on i'm i'm no hr specialist though but i mean <laughs> it's options and the pandemic has allowed you to do that but it's hard yeah i believe it everybody has de- gonna have a decision to make at some point whether it's you know, whether your county has decided a hard date on when y'all coming back, whether they say y'all not coming back to January, whether they haven't made a decision at all. Everybody going to have a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Have a I was decision. about to say, yeah, everybody going to have to cross that bridge eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just got a letter. I just got a letter from my job stating December 31st may be a, a hard comeback date and will, will be contacted. Hmm. I don't think I'm going back, though. Hmm. Really? Yeah, I'm not going back. My, you know what's surprising? A lot of people are saying that. Um, I ain't going to put my, my company on blast, but a lot of people it's are the saying millennial that. In this, y'all. I'm, not even, I'm not even trying to divert the oh, conversation, it but... It is. Most definitely. We just, right. Honestly, I literally was telling somebody <laughs> yesterday, after being at home from this pandemic, A, having started these businesses, B, seeing my businesses actually make money and see getting this pandemic unemployment money like really y'all can give me this without no issue and then I go back to work and y'all trying to pay me this for my whole day (laughs) y'all paying me this for the whole day 
Nah. Yeah, man. Nah, 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 nah. Like, working right now, truthfully, working right now would be, like, pounds to peanuts. It is. Like, because you, we're not getting any of the, what would it, the safety money, or they cut off. Yeah, the hazard pay. Hazard pay. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. As far as hazard pay, like, I don't even think Georgia even declared that they was going to give it to anybody. Because I don't remember anybody hearing about but anybody. I think certain companies and stuff, but I think I yeah, I mean, they, but they, they started now. Like I know, I know a company in Gwinnett. They're giving their uh, they're giving their employees eight hundred dollars and has to pay now. So they started that as far as August. But you got to think, like think about the people in Walmart. Think about the people in gas right. stations. Think about being the essential workers. Right. Whole that's, bunch of people. You yeah, like as fuck, bro. Like, like <laughs> yeah, like come on, being, man. Like I said, <laughs> being essential workers. You the been crazy thing, workers. and the crazy thing is, the hazard pay in Georgia is three to eight hundred dollars extra. Like, and they probably not gonna even give people. They're not trying to give everybody eight hundred. Georgia's just been trying to make some money. Let the red state tell it. You don't even need to wear a mask. But don't get me on that stuff. Like, okay. Yeah, we'll, leave, look, <laughs> we'll leave that can of worms. Like, like really? Yeah. So, it's it's safe to say that we are in uncharted territories right yeah, now. Real dark waters. Um. And it's definitely also safe to say that our kids are going to be a new type of kid. Like, right, correct. these kids oh, yeah. wear a mask. Can you imagine, like, what they're going to be like? It's this is crazy. This is crazy. I can't imagine how these kids, they're going to be very tech savvy. I'm going to give you that much because all they've been doing is in the house. And they already are. Like, the fact that these already kids, like, catch on the stuff like this, I'm talking about you you can run a full blown Zoom meeting, okay, Mister Five Year Old. You can you can run a full Zoom meeting. Oh, what's going you on? Know how to mute everybody? You can tell them to mute their how to raise their hands. You can do all of that, okay? These kids are going to be ready for the virtual life. They are they already play video games all day. Right. They already know how to do half this stuff. Um, and kids are resilient. Most definitely. You see what I'm saying? It's the adults. Yeah. That don't That's like true. the change. That's true. Kids. I remember. Kids, when when they first sent the kids home at the end of last semester, me and one of my homegirls literally like got in an argument at work because she was mad about the virtual learning or whatever. And she was saying that parents, I mean, the teacher shouldn't get paid. If the parents are at home teaching their kids, then the teacher shouldn't get paid. And I'm just like, what? Like, really? So you mad because you got to deal with your badass child. That's what's going on. And on God. The first week that they was at home, she broke her arm <laughs> from going outside and little boy head because this is what these teachers been dealing with. That's what these. That's I mean, like like I said, I'm not a parent of a virtual learning student, so I cannot say what the gripes of the parents are. But I do know that a lot of parents just didn't want to deal with it. I mean, not just didn't want. It. It's easier to send your child to school for eight Most hours and have somebody else deal with it. That's that's just period. And these kids been causing these teacher he- teachers hell, and now they <laughs> cause your your kitchen hell for eight hours a day. That Not day. even your yeah. kitchen, the whole household. <laughs> Wherever your kid goes, is gonna be a mess. Y'all know how. Yeah. Yeah. But well, we do appreciate teachers like yourself for remaining positive and actually caring about 
your craft, your career, your students, your profession. Um, your profession. There we go. Um, you know what I mean? Cause like you said, I know it's extra work. I'm sure it's much more work at home than it is at school. And then plus to, I know that a lot of just virtual home workers are having an issue with being able to separate home from work or mm-hmm. not being able to separate it, just not having that separation. Yeah, at I was all. about to say not having <laughs> that separation. Not at having all. that like, separation. Like you at said, all. like you can sit in your office and leave your office space and see little MJ, but then but then eventually you're gonna have to come back to the office yeah, space. That like, list uh, is still in the corner of my eye, like right. to do list to do, like right, right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we we definitely appreciate, we definitely appreciate teachers such as yourself for juggling the life of the pandemic. And I definitely hope you have a fantastic rest of your Zoom year. Like <laughs> you know I know that's yeah. like I know that's my Zoom year. Yeah, like this this what we got to call it. Like, but Herb, we not gonna claim that it's gonna be a whole year. I mean, hey, listen, twenty twenty is twenty twenty is Zoom year. Okay, like. 2021, oh, yeah. we can go to that a different. Was, it was part of the last. You know what I'm saying? 2020 is Zoom year. Yeah. We gonna we gonna put that positive energy out there that you know the Zoom calls continue to be a success. The students continue to learn as frequently as they can on these mm-hmm. Zoom calls. You know what I'm saying? And not give you hell. Right. During you, class. And you're able to at least progress with them and lead them to that progress of hey, listen. This is what we have to do for now until it changes. Yeah. Let's just do what we got to do. Let's get this over with. So I definitely, you know what I'm saying, put that positive energy out there for you. You know, you've you been at it for a long time, you know, so. I need it. Yeah. Okay. I need it. Um, I want to uh, just say one thing to anybody who can hear me out there in these mother loving streets. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we just, you know, we're just going to do this. You know, it's, possible the teaching part is possible the parenting part of a virtual student is possible virtual learning it's possible i just want you all to um stay with it don't give up and um find an area in your home where we don't see y'all backgrounds in y'all houses Thank you again for joining us for this mother living session. We definitely appreciate all the information and feedback that you have provided and the insight that you have provided on virtual learning in the year of 2020. No, I was, you know what? I can't even, I'm not even 2020. (laughs) Um, do you have any learning pages or any social medias that you want to plug in? Um, sure. You all can follow me on my education page, which is, <clears throat> I'm going to spell it out for you. It's McMillan's underscore corner, M-C-M-I-L-L-A-N-S underscore corner. That's my Instagram and my education Twitter. Um, so, yeah. You can follow Y'all make sure. Yeah, so y'all follow her. Most definitely, she'll be giving educational tips. Absolutely, and I'm sure but she'll I be open to helping. Oh yeah, we can definitely all dialogue all of that. And so yeah, y'all most definitely like we in the time of now like 
don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like assistance. We all, we, we all need assistance now. Everybody's on a level playing field right now. So let's each one teach one, man. And let's get out of this pandemic on top instead of on the bottom. Absolutely. Well, you be safe. Yeah. And thank you again. Most definitely. You guys, this has been another segment on Mother Loving Session. I am your host, Tuki. And I am Herbs, the highest voice on the airwaves. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see y'all next time.